Well, hello there, Chris. Welcome to the hustle, juggle, and struggle of small business. Welcome back. Thanks, Thalia. Appreciate it. We are just excited to have you back. It's 2020, brand new year. Let's talk about the Power Five. Give me an idea what that is now. Sounds good. Well, first of all, I'm so happy that you actually coined the term Power Five. It was great. I'd never really put too much theory into what I would name it. So this is these are just typical uh, normal run-of-the-mill kind of basis for doing business that I've always considered the most important aspects of building a team around you. Mm-hmm. So thank you again for giving it the Power Five title. You're welcome. You know, understanding how small businesses should be run are, is critical to David B. Plemons' CPA. Understanding what they are supposed to do with the tools they're supposed to have helps them become more successful. And that's what David Plemons CPA is all about, making that business successful through education, tutoring, training, workshops. And we're just so glad to have you on board to help us better understand and clarify what those tools are for success. And it's difficult. Uh, the one thing that I see most prominently is that business owners, when they first start out their business, they 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 get caught in the 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 struggle and the juggle, as you mentioned mm-hmm. uh, previously, in 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 working the business and doing whatever that business is, whether it be a small a, a contractor or a service oriented business. Mm-hmm. And before they know it, they have an employee, mm. and then. Before they know it, that employee's busy and they need to hire another employee. Mm -hmm. And then they got tax season. Then they have payroll taxes. And then they have bookkeeping. And then they have rules and regulations. And then maybe they get a notice that they're, you know, they they have a summons to appear in court for some kind of uh, some kind of lawsuit, whatever it may be. Oh my! But before before they know it, their business has escalated to the point where they didn't really anticipate. Right. So when they 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 didn't spend too much time because when you're launching, you're not really worried about that. You're worried where the next deal is going to come from or where the next client is going to come from. Or you're just making the donuts. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And they, and and if those if these five individuals or this power five is not put into place initially, it makes it a lot more difficult to take time away from what you're doing as a business owner to actually either do the task that you're associating that, that, that we're talking about mm-hmm. or to find the people that you trust to do them. Okay. So. so let's talk about what are those power five? Can you list those for me? And so we can delve into them a little deeper. Sure. Absolutely. So the power five that I always consider the top most important are the CPA. So is always going to be this, the tip of the spear. They're okay. going to, they're going to have the, they, they, they will be the alpha and the omega as I, as I always say, because at the beginning of the year, they're going to, you're going to want to know where your business is headed at the end of the year. You're going to want to know how you finish out. And along the way, you're also going to want to be able to anticipate where those things are going to change. And if you need to change course, Okay. Um, my personal role is always a financial planner, as you know, is, is one of the most important items because I'm an advocate for some of the things that you may not necessarily consider as a business owner Okay, is what does this look like going forward? Mm-hmm. How do we make sure that we're amply prepared for it, both on the one, three, five, 10 year. So the short term and the long term. And then what is your exit strategy look like? Correct. So, That's always key. Right. So what does this look like? If it, if it goes all to plan, if it goes better than planned, if mm-hmm. it goes worse than planned, how do we close up shop? How do we exit it? But most importantly, how does this provide for you and your family? while you're going down that path. Okay. <clears throat> the third one I would say is probably an attorney. All right. So I always reference them because they're they're a necessary evil, if you will. So and I kind of say that with a smile because I know a lot of attorneys that and they they'll 
probably get mad at me for saying that, but it's important to have that person because they'll focus on different items that you need to always be aware of. Okay. Is there a specific type of attorney a small business owner should consider over someone else? That's the interesting thing about the Power Five is that every different business is going to have a different type of Power Five. So just like, and we've used the football analogy in the past, Mm -hmm. every different team is going to have a different star, but you know, at the end of the day, you're going to have those people and and they may have a different specific skill set that really comes into play. Mm -hmm. So if you have a, um, let's, let's use a a business, for example, if a business is very heavy in contracts. Okay. So let's say that you have a construction business, you're going to want someone who is very familiar with the Texas real estate code. Okay. So somebody who's familiar with the track, you might want somebody who's very familiar with mergers and acquisitions. Okay. If you have an international business, you're going to want someone who actually uh, an attorney that that knows that area of expertise. Okay. But for all intents and purposes, you want somebody who's familiar with business law. In other words, so, you need just an attorney. You got to have an attorney you regardless. Need, you need an attorney and most attorneys are really good at keeping in contact with different attorneys that can specialize in a okay. particular area that may not be in their wheelhouse. Okay. All right. So who else? You've mentioned the CPA, mentioned the financial planner, and you've mentioned the attorney. What's the next two? Got to have some place to put your money. Oh, meaning a? Meaning a banker. Yeah. So you have to have a lender, a banker, access to somebody that keeps short-term capital and short-term reserves. All right. So those people become very important because they're the lifeblood of your business. Mm -hmm. So they are are going to be able to afford you the ability to pay your clients or pay, excuse me, pay your employees. Mm -hmm. So receive money from clients, Mm -hmm. proper bookkeeping before it goes to the CPA, all those different components that most people... They use their card, they use a check, they use cash, mm-hmm. those different things, those record keeping and the access to capital, mm-hmm. which is really important with some of the professionals that you've worked with in, in, in at David Plemons CPA, right. the ability to be able to coordinate with those different members of the team and work as a cohesive unit. Okay. All right. And last but not least. So I always like to I always like to stick the real estate agent in there. Okay. So the real estate agent is important, but um, I, I will I will probably say the insurance agent is probably the number five. Okay, he's the most uh, after the biggest afterthought in the okay. whole process. Why is that? Well, most people first and foremost don't realize how valuable they are. Mm-hmm. So especially the business owner doesn't realize how valuable their ability to work actually is. Okay. So in the event that they're not able to work, what happens to the business? Good point. Is there somebody there to fill in? Do do you want to be able to compensate somebody? Is there enough revenue generated from the business that the business owner can still pull a paycheck to make sure that they can put food on the table and still pay somebody to come in and fill their shoes? Mm -hmm. At the same time, what happens if the business owner is killed unexpectedly if he passes away? Right. We've Uh, seen that in the news quite a bit of some of the CEOs and the key people in organizations basically dying in a plane crash or something like that unexpectedly. Yep. And that term you use, key person, Mm -hmm. is actually a type of insurance that we we focus on. Okay. So my job as a financial planner is to figure out how much of that is needed. Mm -hmm. So and then we take it to an insurance agent or we use your insurance broker, whatever they are, whoever they are, Mm -hmm. to be able to facilitate that and make sure that that's protected. Okay. So insurance is supposed to be 
just that. It's supposed to be something that protects you in the event that something unexpected happens. Maybe that's a loss of life. Maybe that's the loss of the ability to work. Maybe that's a protection from a lawsuit with an umbrella policy or property and casualty or to protect you from what happens with your employees if something happens, if they do something that you were not expecting or that may negatively impact your business. Gotcha. Well, you know, it's challenging because as a small business owner myself, I look at, okay, all those individuals that I need that power five financially, if I'm just starting out and a lot of our listeners may just be starting out, which one would be more critical or which few might be more critical? And is there a certain stage or process in which I should gather them on my team or our listeners should try and gather them on their team? I do uh, pretty much in that order. Okay. So that, that order is really important from a standpoint of the CPA is going to have different resources that they are comfortable working with. Okay. The CPA can take over uh, several different aspects that you might consider working with an attorney on. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's entity selection or what what type of uh, business you want to open, whether it's a single member LLC or an LLC in general and what okay. how it's taxed effectively. So they'll be able to make those decisions when it comes down to the time where they're going to be able to hand it off. You know that person, you can trust that person to be able to hand it off to the proper professional. Okay. So, and then next would be the financial planner because that is a lot, uh, those are a lot of different components that you don't necessarily consider that need to be accounted for. Mm -hmm. So from a standpoint of keeping the CPA on point, Mm -hmm. making sure that their processes are going to be in order and making sure that we're keeping ample reserves to make sure that the business continuity is there. Gotcha. So next is the attorney. Once we get to that point, the the financial planner is going to ask for an attorney. All right. So, because they're going to want to, they're, they're going to want to draft proper documents to make sure that you're maintaining the documents to protect your family and protect your assets long-term. Okay. So, and then ultimately we're going to go to an insurance agent and be able to secure that person, make sure that we're protected in the event that whatever unexpected comes up, we're prepared for. Well, I know most business people are looking, okay, I need to find a bank where I can take my money when I write my check or when checks are made to me. How important really is that banker outside of, you know, for capital funding? Is it the relationship that's built with that banker that's going to be critical to help make everything cohesive with the Power Five? The banker, whenever it comes down to it, most people are going to come to me with those already. All right. So and unless there's some glaring issue mm-hmm. there that, that they don't really like to work together with a team, okay. uh, they're, they're going to have that in place. Okay. And most of them have built a solid relationship. Frankly, that's usually the first person on a business owner's list, list of people. Mm-hmm. So is that they're going to have that person whenever we come to them. And bankers have always been really great at providing us what we need. Okay. Uh, but Frank, the, the most important aspect of the banker is to have a good relationship with the business owner. Okay. So being able to call them whenever you need them and their ability to adapt to a situation. So uh, most of the time with business owners, their ability to adapt to a situation might entail understanding what questions to ask and how to ask them. Okay. So a question might arise where a business owner has a, needs access to short-term capital, but a banker needs to understand that they, they have a specific way that they can ask that question to find out what the purpose of that short-term capital is Okay, that might make a better application for a different type of loan. Okay. So I see the big, the big hurdles that I see with lenders most of the time is assigning a business liability to a personal asset. Oh. So we don't want to muddy those waters. We don't, 
I've seen business owners that didn't have a proper banking professional or a lending professional right. have a loan for their business on their house. Ooh. Right. The last thing you want in the event that something happens with your business is the, the, the attachment of a house or a personal asset. Correct. Because if the business doesn't do well, you don't want to be sacrificing your house. True enough. And that comes with that business structure in the beginning of the process, you know, whether you're sole proprietor, LLC, S Corp, C Corp, or whatever. And that's critical also to help navigate those waters of making sure that your personal assets aren't attached to your business assets. Correct. Absolutely. And the CPA is going to know that aspect. The financial planner is absolutely going to know that aspect. The attorney will know that aspect and the insurance agent will know that aspect. The banker is just a matter of they, they usually know that asset that, or that, that, that item, mm-hmm. that, that factor is, but at the end of the day, they need to be aware of it. Right. So how do you go about finding reputable people? You know, what is that criteria if you're looking for that CPA, that banker? You might be surprised the same way as you would find anyone to do any kind of work that you would want. Okay. So if you, if you, if you were looking for someone to, to, to put an addition on your house, or if you were looking for somebody, someone to be able to buy a car from, you're going to go to someone who has, has a reputation. Mm -hmm. Most people will probably Google, uh, and then they'll ask some family or friends, people that have people that are, that are responsible business owners in the past. I would say the most important things is probably start with the professionals that you currently work with. Okay. So they're uh, after more than a decade of being in personal finance and then previously being in corporate finance, those professionals have found people that they can trust, that they, that they enjoy working with and that really collaborate well. Okay. So those are, those are the most important factors is that they collaborate well. So no Angie's list. You might be able to use Angel's List. Nothing against Angel's List. I've never used it. I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to defame anybody. But I okay. would. I would tell you that most importantly, those, those professionals. If you find someone on Angel's List and you like them and they are trustworthy and they've done a good job for you in the past, don't go back to Angie's List looking for someone. Okay. Just ask that person that you initially found on Angie's List. You gotcha. like that diplomatic answer? Yeah, no, that was no, good. Was that was say, good. That was good. Because I think the key is making sure it's someone a you can trust which is where your CPA comes in because they usually have a variety of resources that they can pull from based on what they do themselves, but then also making sure that you and that person can click. They understand you. They understand what your vision is, understand where you're trying to go because you can get someone who has a a mindset of, we want to go this way, this way, and this way because your industry goes this way, this way. There may be some credibility in that, but ultimately you're the owner of the business. And if you don't click well with the person that's that part of your power five, you have to be able to say, no, we need to go in a different direction. Right. And be able to identify the different times where your vision is not understood. Mm. So it may be that one professional wants to go in a a specific direction and another professional wants to go in another direction. Mm -hmm. The ability to collaborate doesn't mean that they're always going to agree, but it means that they can sit at the table that you sit at the head at as a business owner and provide information for you to make an educated decision. Okay. So you should not have to go out as a business owner and research an enormous amount of information that's readily available to you now okay. and, and be able to diagnose your issue and be able to propose a solution on your own. Okay. So you should have a group of professionals that should not present you with only one option. Mm-hmm. They should be able to run the gamut on the different options, give you the advantages and disadvantages, and let you make an educated decision based on your your preference okay. as a business owner. Okay. I will see that more often than not where I will ask a business owner specifically, hey, why did you choose this specific strategy 
Um, and they'll say, as opposed to what? And I'll say, not as opposed to anything in particular, just why did you choose it? What, what was your, what was your motivation to cho- choose this? Okay. Well, I was told that this is the way that it's always done. That is probably one of my biggest pet peeves is I don't like doing anything a specific way because that's the way it's always done. Okay. Because nobody has a situation that is the situation that has always been the situation. True. Nothing is ever identical because one client has this issue in this industry and another client in the same industry may not have that same issue, but if it's approached the same way, then it can be detrimental to that particular client. Absolutely. So if you have someone that tries to put you in a box, so to speak, and and, and not tailor a particular situation to or a particular recommendation to your situation, mm-hmm. that's a red flag. Okay. So if you have somebody that just, you know, sends you a packet, once you fill out the packet, you don't have any communication with, you never sit down with, mm-hmm. you have a, you have a relationship that, that's based on no questions or no communication. Because right. I think we've all been in the situation where we had to communicate something via text message or email and it was misinterpreted. Totally. Right. So I think it's one of the reasons that I, I, I would much prefer to sit across the table from somebody and be able to look at what their face, their facial expressions are, mm-hmm. see if they crinkle their forehead and have a question about something in particular. Because okay. I can tell you numerous times I've run into an issue where I've asked a question, received a response, and then had to generate another question on the fly because that answer didn't necessarily jive with the, the, what I was trying to get to. Right. So, and, and you don't get that by paper and you definitely don't get that by using. Um, Electronic means. Or I was going to say TurboTax even. So whether <laughs> it just be email and, you know, I, I like TurboTax, but whenever you're a small business owner, those questions in there, although very intuitive, are not the same as a person. And I think that's something that's really being lost these days with robo-advisors, okay. um, electronic tax preparation, different things like that. Got you. And every business is different because the owner is different. <laughs> and then what they encounter occasionally is different as well. I mean, everyone has to file their taxes regardless. That is the common theme. But your tax preparation, your tax um, advisement, your uh, taxability, liability rather, can be different. Even though you may be in the same landscaping or con- or construction industry or whatever, your liabilities and things can be different. So it's critical to have those power five and then realize, too, that you can't always use TurboTax. You can't always use uh, legal Zoom and things like that. You have to be able to have somebody in place that you can actually bounce ideas off to, off of, and talk to, Correct. in order to be successful. Yeah, I mean, you know, case in point, look at the look at the tax situation. You said everyone has to file taxes, mm-hmm. and everyone has to file taxes in a timely manner. Mm-hmm. But corporations have different tax filing deadlines. Mm-hmm. Different partnerships have different tax filing deadlines. So you can file your taxes by April, mm-hmm. but the businesses have to file them by March mm-hmm. or by September mm-hmm. or. You can extend till October. Right. So just just in, you know, the differences between personal and business, yes. you have four different tax filing deadlines that you have to be aware of just in general. Right. So not to mention, you have to make sure that all the different W-4s, W-2s are out in a, in a timely manner. They got to be out by February. Right. 1099s got to be out by, yeah. <laughs> exactly. So, so you're dealing with all these different dates and times. So as opposed to doing what maybe a... a a person that we might encounter would do, which is stick post-its up on every single wall that you own mm. uh, to, to remind you of particular dates. Mm-hmm. Why would you not just pay somebody so you can get back to the business of doing your business? Right. So that of. knows what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And not to mention in the last three years, we've experienced two 
substantial tax law changes. Correct. So we had the Tax Cut and Jobs Act, and at the end of this year in 2019, we had the Secure Act that was mm-hmm. passed. Mm-hmm. So these rules and regulations change the dynamic and the entire scope of what we do as financial planners, and I can only imagine what CPAs do. So their 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 scope of what they're doing mm-hmm. is we may have had a trajectory or where we were headed a goal of a three-year goal of doing something in particular in 2017 mm-hmm. that completely changed whenever the Tax Cut and Jobs Act came out. Correct. So, and then now we get to change it again because a lot of the things that were, I wouldn't say wrong in the Tax Cut and Jobs Act, but mm-hmm. that were overlooked were repaired with the SECURE Act. Okay. And then a lot of other opportunities were also implemented. Okay. So now where we might've had the same goals for five years previously or 10 years where they were long-term goals, those long-term goals have changed entirely. Entirely. And the challenge becomes recognizing that because as a business owner, you're nose knee deep in the grindstone, always making the donuts, making the donuts. And you're hoping that your power five, if you have them in place are going to be abreast and aware of those things so that they can let you know so that you can move forward and make those strategic changes so that you can still meet your goals. See, that's a great segue. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that. So the accountability aspect of it is is always important. So as a business owner, you want to be able to kind of take um, – my golf pro used to call them Checkpoint Charlies. Okay. So you want to know exactly when your dates are. Hey, I want to have a, an annual review with all the different people that collaborate on my team, my Power Five, yeah. to make sure that we're all moving toward the same end zone. Mm-hmm. So you don't want to have your quarterback and your receiver and your running back running all different plays and never having done anything together in the past. Otherwise, we're never going to win any championships. True, so. and we were just talking about golf, but okay, I understand. Yeah, you like that? Now. I, yeah, I jump all that different was a good sports. Segue, right? Yeah. I might just add in some football, so <laughs> basketball. We'll we'll even throw some cricket in there if we have any. You know, it's a okay. I'm not there, Chris. I'm owners. sorry. I'm no. not there. Okay. <laughs> so, Chris, do you have any stories of the powerful use of your Power Five? You know, someone that actually used those particular tools, those particular. Um, professionals and they were successful as well as maybe an organization or, or someone may not have used them and how unsuccessful were they? Oh, well, always the unsuccessful stories are more interesting, right? <laughs> so uh, let's start off with a little bit of both. Uh, I think one of the most recent experiences was we hosted we hosted a class at David Plemons CPA, which is something that David Plemons CPA does all the time. And I, I received a, a call. Actually, I had a follow-up call with one of the one of the owners of an auto glass company. And she was, she was nice enough to tell me. She said, really appreciate what you did. She said, thanks to what you said on the Power 5 series, I actually went out and got an attorney, made sure that I properly structured everything. And when I went to go bid on a larger contract, they asked me specifically for all the documents that the attorney drafted. Wow. So that in my mind yeah. was the most validating thing that I could, that I, that I could ever have is she would, she never, she wouldn't have been able to even submit a bid mm-hmm. for the project had she not gone to the attorney right. and specifically asked and the insurance agent to make sure that they were bonded, insured and had a proper entity set up. Excellent. So that's, so that's a, that's a good success story. Right. And I, I'll tell, I'll tell it's still, this one is still a success story, but it's one of my favorites. It's actually about my father-in-law. Mm-hmm. Uh, my father-in-law has, has been a, he, he is a self-proclaimed Chris. I'm a great worker. I'm a great worker, but I don't like to spend time on all this stuff. Mm-hmm. So when I, when I first met his daughter and, uh, married my wife, Melanie, that 
Steve was running a very, very great sign company. Okay. So, and it was, it was always busy. And I, and I always told him, I said, Steve, you know, you seem to work a lot. You know, what is, what is the end goal with this business? Right. Having come from corporate finance, I was kind of watching this business progress and, and he, he had a lot of great people around him. Yeah. Uh, from an employee standpoint, but it didn't look like he had spent as much time with the, the professional standpoint, the power okay. five. All right. So he had a, uh, he had a lot of professionals that really didn't collaborate with one another. He had a financial planner that he didn't see very often, had a CPA that he always seemed to get a call on at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they would tell him, Hey, you need to spend $30,000 on, you know, resurfacing your, your, your parking lot. Right. December so, 25th. Right. Yeah. So, and, and, you know, we need to spend money or buy a new printer or buy a new truck or whatever it may have been. Um, so that was, that was always a big headache for him. Right. And I remember whenever I first became his financial planner, one of the first things I did was say, Hey, you, you know, you really need to make sure that these people are sitting down at the table together and that are, they're all on the same page. Okay. So one of the things that he has, has moved on to was he's, he's gotten, he's, He's looked at the entity selection on his business. All right. So set up proper rental agreements between a business owner and the real estate owner that he has. Yeah. So he, he's he's been able to establish a 401k, save for retirement. His revenue has grown, has grown exponentially. Mm-hmm. So, and he's had the ability to be able to account for it. Okay. So which prior, he would have been really in some trouble if anybody would have really looked as, at his books. Okay. So, but he's done such a phenomenal job at collaborating with all of these people and saying, you know, this is really what I want to do. And as his financial planner, I'm, I was blessed because he wanted to, and this is, this is kind of a knock on me was he wanted to, he wanted to buy this piece of property. Mm -hmm. So he, he had a great real estate broker and they took care of him really well. Um, He bought this piece of property that, that I actually advised him not to buy. Okay. So, but by being able to collaborate with his, his, his real estate owner, um, the construction person that he was using, he mm-hmm. felt confident that he could make that decision to buy that property. Right. That's unbelievably fantastic. True. Because so, collaboration doesn't always mean agreement. Right. And you don't need to be, uh, most professionals feel insulted whenever someone would go against what they recommend. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, he knew it was his risk. I'd right. be right there with him. I was married to his daughter after, after all. So True. I wasn't going anywhere. So, but at the same time, he chose to take that leap of faith on that piece of land. And after everything was said and done, he had, he had done the property, dealt with the red tape with the builder and secured a property that I, I went back to him and told him after everything was said and done, I said, Steve, regardless of what I told you, I said, this is going to end up being your best investment ever. Excellent. So I said, without a doubt. So Excellent. this, this piece of property will, will, will provide more for his retirement and family than any investment that I recommend probably. Wow. Yeah. So well, it was it great. was it was great to see him have a, a sense of confidence to be able to make those decisions because he had weighed all the options. Mm-hmm. And he didn't do it using Google. And mm-hmm. he didn't do it, you know, just researching these different items, even though he will come to me occasionally with a, a crazy idea for a stock <laughs> investment. So Well the thing is he was also an established business as well. He had been in business how long at that point? Before he, had, he really took on the power five mindset. Twenty years. 20 years. And his revenue has probably grown 150% to 200% every year for the last eight. Wow. 
That's phenomenal. That's compounding unbelievably. This year, every year he's he's told me, he said, Chris, I don't think I could I don't think I could add any more revenue. I don't think I could do any more business. And I told him, I said, Steve, you've been saying that every year since we started working together. Mm-hmm. So and somehow you either find a bigger space, you hire more people, you uh you invest in better equipment, or you 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 vary your your skill set. So mm-hmm. he he started offering a completely different uh, 3M product that only he is certified to offer in the general area. Okay. So it, it's allowed him the ability to offload a lot of time mm-hmm. where he would have been looking for what type of insurance do I need or what type of 401k should I set up? Right. But he's provided all these additional benefits to his employees by working with the proper professionals and, and enabled so, and enabled a a group of employees to have a retirement plan where most small businesses don't have the ability to offer a match. Right. He puts in 3% regardless of whether they put in a dollar. Wow. So when he has all that and he still makes more money than he ever has, mm-hmm. benefits his employees better than he has ever been able to and is still strengthening his 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 service offering. Correct. So from a standpoint of being able to go get additional training and focus on the things that he wants. And by the way, he's able to take off more time from work mm-hmm. and spend it with his grandkids. So right. he always enjoys that. That's excellent. That's excellent. Well, it's amazing what the Power Five can do for business. And we discussed and we're going to recap a little bit about what the Power Five is and what their benefits are. Because the Power Five is your CPA, your banker, your lawyer, your financial planner, and your insurance agent. Not necessarily in that order, but that is the top power five. And we've learned also today just how important and critical they are to your business, whatever stage you're in, whether you're just starting out or if you've been in business 20 plus years, you're never too far in business not to learn and utilize those power five. Is there anything else you want to add, Chris? I think well, we we touched on it briefly. I think one of the big items is accountability. Mm-hmm. So every every company has a requirement based on the corporate laws. So I'm not an attorney or an accountant, but I will tell you this, the better books you keep with your book, with your, with your corporation, Mm -hmm. the more insulated you are. Mm -hmm. So they call it a corporate veil. You Mm -hmm. want to maintain that corporate veil. So we touched on the accountability and this, this goes back to all of those professionals, having them in the same room. Mm -hmm. You have to treat your business. And I tell people this, they should do this about their personal lives as well, but you have to treat your business like it is a Fortune 500 company. Mm-hmm. So you are the director, you're the chairman of the board, you're the CEO, whatever you want to call yourself. But at least once a year, you need to sit down at a table and meet with your board of directors who are those professionals. Right. And those can be labeled just the same. Your CPA is your CFO, your your COO might be your financial planner, the person looking out for your in your best interest to make sure that they're all on the same page. Right. And if nothing else, just to be able to document that you sat down with them, that you're doing, that you're completing your due diligence for the year mm-hmm. and being able to make decisions on behalf of the corporation and on behalf of the employees. Mm-hmm. And then it's the financial planner's job to make sure that that carries over to the family. Well, we just thank you for Chris Hall joining us today from Pontum Financial. We appreciate your uh, explanation and dialogue on the Power Five. Thank you so much for joining us on Let's Talk, the hustle, juggle, and struggle of small business. Thank you so much, Thalia. I really appreciate your time. So it's it's always great to spread the word, and I think you've helped me more than I've helped you guys out. But if it if it benefits your clients at all or anybody listening, I'm more than happy to help. All right, great. Well, you all have a great day, and thanks. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.